uneducated and broke is a weekly entertainment podcast where we mix hip hop headlines and all things atl into the success of black millennials in the black culture you know we are back in the studio today and it's all wrong what i'm noticing is like when it seems to be me you and aurelia everything is just so beautiful the show is just the good vibes i feel like it's gonna be a dope show today ron's angels well you know when we put that vibe together, it's just what it is. You know? I, just, I feel like you you like to be the only guy. You know, you, you kind of like to be the, the king of the jungle for a second. I mean, I'm king regardless. Ooh, ooh and I, ooh. To a little lion cub, I'm big dog. Not lion cub. We'll go with that. But whatever, nevertheless, uh, yeah, you know, Q, um, he's under the weather. And, you know, Mike B, baby Kate. Oh, we love sweet little Kate. He's what? Shout out to my little nephew. He's like, what, two and a half weeks? Man, I was born on May the 31st. So Mike B is still on daddy duty with baby Kate and Camille. So, um, but, you know, we holding it down. And, you know, our day from the Bay, you know, sis is still recovering. He's Atlanta Street trying to take her out. But she survived, thank God for that. But I will thank say God. today, guys, you're gonna see when you see the video of this, we have this amazing special guest videographer and photographer. He go by keyboard money mic. Mm-hmm. So when you see this concert, you're like, oh my god, who is this videographer? Where can we follow you? Where can we follow you? Oh, she put him on the spot, y'all. You can follow me at Photos by Mike Williams. Instagram. Oh, I Come love on, radio boy. Okay, he's so <laughs> Welcome to Black Educated and Bro. <laughs> I love it. I'm with all of it. We love him. That was great. So, um, this show is going to be a lit show. It always is. Even though it's just going to be the Thidi Amigos. Okay. But um, I'm excited because we're going to have um, this alpha brother. You know, you know, me and Rudy, you know, we're AKA's one. And First so, thing. We like to have, you know, other Greeks. It's kind of cool. So, uh, we're going to have this. Uh, he's actually an author, screenwriter. He's actually an engineer in his day job. But he has this amazing book that he's written um, about some sexy stuff, you know. So, I, I, we're going to talk about it. It's called The Black Leather Apron. Dun, dun, dun. And it's like about like killing and murder and, and suspense and, and, and sex and all this kind of stuff. But I'm letting him tell more about it. So, um, before we get into that, though, it was a couple of highlights this week that happened. I'm going to go ahead and let you lead us off, babe. Yes, so as we all know that the Drake album and Beyonce, they dropped, well, Beyonce dropped one of her songs, but Drake dropped a whole album and it's giving house party, EDM, (laughs) and you know, I personally love it, but a lot of people, they were like, uh, delete this out, my album, because y'all have to, y'all need to remember that Drake is half, you know, Caucasian and half African American, let him tap into, you know, he's very, let him be cultured, but at the end of the day, like I actually I actually love that music and you just have to have an open mind and you know there's two different types of you know African American people those that like the and can have the and then you got the ones that like the like you gotta balance it out I'm trying to think of a crunk I ain't gonna lie I downloaded the album and then I was like I was driving so I was like man this is the album and then I Exactly. You have two different types of blacks. Okay. You have me. And then, I mean, I and then the you song, have. I took the song with him and uh, I, I kept the song with him and uh, uh 21. Twenty One Savage. Yeah, I, I of course like you that. did, cause Twenty One Savage was no, and he I don't gave even like y'all. Twenty One Savage. I'll, I just like I'll the song. Fall back, cause he's like one of my favorite rappers. I love Twenty One Savage. Man, that dude from England drinking tea and crumpets. Man, get out of here with that. Man, whatever. Y'all need to open uh, your mind. Snitches and rats. Snitches and rats. 
They all do something. They got shot in their back. You know what I mean? Wait, what? That's yeah. 21 Savage. <laughs> okay, but that, no, Drake's only song about 21 Savage I like is a lot. That song. Oh, yeah. How much money you got? I like Just it. open your mind and be in a different vibe. You know, go sit by a lake or a river by the beach and really be in tune. Not a river dog. The I river, went all the way, yes. I went all the way through like it, and I yeah. just said, I just said, you know what? This album is not for me. He got plenty of other albums. I just listen to those. I give whoever this was intended for. They can listen to this. Point intended. I, I, I thought it was semi. Like it wasn't my favorite Drake album. My favorite album is the very first two that he ever did. But um, it was cool. You know, it was a little like elevator, elevator dancing music a little bit. I like EDM. You know, that's my inner uh, white girl in me. So I don't be tripping on the EDM stuff. But that's not my favorite. But Beyonce. Now I didn't hear her single yet. I, I need to be. Yeah, break my soul. It was a. a I'll break my soul. You won't break my soul. You won't break my soul. Well, I like that you yeah. won't break my soul. It's, and that's Beyonce's song? Uh, yeah, so. You're so good at EDM. I'm being uh, honey. I was thinking the whole song. She did good. I caught Please me. Don't. Please don't break my soul. <laughs> you don't break my soul. You break that microphone, you keep on. <laughs> but yeah, it's just uh, the vibe we're in this summer is very free and yes. it's giving open your mind. Do something different. And, and I was going to add on that. Michelle Obama actually spoke out about Beyonce's uh, album. She said you did it again. Michelle, uh, the single. Michelle, Michelle Obama's a fan. So, I mean, you know, there's that. We got to ask her something about Drake. If she say Drake album is the, is the it, then it's the it. It's Michelle the it. Obama says so, so. And that's it. Mm. Barack well, Obama didn't say a word. Oh. Listen, he's enjoying life after okay, presidency. He's on pause. Living his best life with his fine still. That was the finest president we have ever had. He was a What are you and comparing him to? He was. He was one. He was one of us. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. You don't think Joe Biden fine? You know, actually, I think in his younger years, yes. Joe Biden was a nice young man, but he. Oh, he got too much whiter for me. Oh, yeah. It was um Father's Day. We forgot about Father's Day oh. th- this week. <laughs> we did. And Juneteenth. And right. Juneteenth. It was a lot. Um, Yeah, shout out Lil Baby. He went to church on Father's Day. I thought that was so cute. Why is that cute? Don't people go to church, period. But he was just standing on stage looking all nervous. Like, it was just, He didn't preach, but he was just standing on the church stage like... I didn't watch the video, but it was like the pastor put him on. Yeah, the pastor oh. put him on blast, and I was like, "Look at that baby!" <laughs> he had a son, a cute little son, him and Jada King, little boy. They have one of the kids. No, it was just Ooh, him. No, well, maybe they were in the crowd. Oh, also, it's a lot. Chloe, what's her name? Chloe Bailey, with her new. She's bad. Both of them. Ain't that Gunna girl? They still get. They were going Gunna, together. Gunna and Chloe Bailey, yeah. They so they did no. a song, so she probably is. I think that was just for publicity. She told you. I don't, you know, I don't see how. What do you gotta like? He's the rapper. What do you mean? That? He don't strike me. No. Don't be doing Chloe. Chloe got options. That's okay. not what I'm saying. And then you said that she ain't her type. He ain't her no. type. No. Uh, he don't strike me as to really like Chloe. Oh, then what is what is his what would he really like? Enough. You don't know what that girl be doing. Uh, All right, y'all know. Okay. I mean, he. Uh, Oh, you get on my nerves. You Don't act like you. Like he know he don't know Okay, that. right. <laughs> Either way, he ain't getting out no time soon, so she might as well move on. Listen, if you're going to do the gangster shit, get ready for the gangster consequences. Just like Pooh Shiesty. You in there now? Are y'all in there? Y'all tough till that goddamn 
jail slam slam menu. And then you I want out. Let me out. I shouldn't make fun because I hope I never go to jail. That's you don't do things that have to go to jail like that. Well, you don't really know my life. I'm just good at covering things. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then there was shot. like a story. <laughs> shot she in your car, bro. <laughs> shot. <laughs> Um, there was a to get pol- a political story. This would probably be Mike Mike B news. Yes, Mike, Mike B. B. I'm, I'm coming Our for you, Mike. I'm, I'm holding it down for you, Mike B. So Don't worry there about was Mike. there was a story that uh, um, an African American, a young African American boy, was traveling through this white neighborhood in Sanford, Florida. In Sanford, Florida, that's where Trayvon Martin got shot. Um, and so these older white men, they were like, "Get out of my neighborhood!" They threw a rock in his vehicle, and he recorded everything. And he did get justice, and they uh, they went to jail and everything wow, yeah you gotta play yeah. back the, yeah that video is wild i saw it i was like yeah it's wild yeah i saw it man it was some bullshit but he, he didn't get hurt enough. he didn't get hurt because nah, he, he pulled out that phone which was smart and you literally see them walking up on him like get out of our neighborhood yeah. what the hell they were so some lady on the side she was just like you were speeding through our neighborhood yeah <laughs> yeah and he was like one of y'all got a gun and then um he and the white man had a gun and he was like I have a gun I'm licensed to carry it and he was like okay and he got them all on camera and so good ju- mm-hmm. and justice, justice was served. served okay come on shout out to Ree with the headlines See, I was, I snap snap, snap to- getting into the game Look, EA Sports keeping it real with a real yeah. oh th- that's a segment okay you gonna break my soul oh, girl, <laughs> That's our cue to take Grand a break. opening, grand closing. <laughs> okay, while she breaks her soul, guys, we're going to take a break. When we come back, of course, we're going to have uh, Phil Gilliam, Arthur of Black Leather Abram up next. So keep it locked right here on Black Educated. Abram! Back in the stewie. Do you have a business that needs a social media makeover? Or perhaps you just simply do not have the time to run your business and manage your social presence. Allow Randy L. PNR to take the wheel. From posting content to engaging with customers, Randy L. PNR will seamlessly handle all of your social media needs. For a list of all of their services, go to www.randyopnr.com or check them out on social media at Randy O. PNR. Take the worrying out of and allow the experts at Randio PNR to handle it for you. You can listen to Black Educated and Broke on Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Player FM, and SoundCloud. Alrighty, guys, we are back here on Black Educated and Broke. And, you know, right before the break, I know y'all were getting excited, right? Because I'm trying to give y'all that tease because we have this brother up here next. First of all, an alpha man, okay? But I was telling you about this book, this this thriller, this exciting thing that he had coming out, right? It was the Black Leather Apron that this, he's the author of this amazing book. And, y'all, I got him on the show. Okay, so before I get him on here, I want to tell you a little bit about him. And first of all, how my encounter was with Mr. Phil Gilliam, okay? Just call him Phil, y'all, all right? So we were uh, at the Legacy Center. As y'all know, that's where I do my um, my workspace at and where that's one of our clients. And I was coming out and I saw the 1906. And you know, listen, when I see the Greek letters, I got to represent, hey, what's up, Fred? And he was, <laughs> he came up talking to me. He was like, oh, you know, say, let me show you my book. Let me show you the book. And he had the book. He gave me the handout. He was like, I, want, I said, well, hey, you know, I get you on the show next week. He was he was about it. Because a lot of times you can be like, hey, guys, you want to be on my show? And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you don't hear from these people. But he made as soon as I got in that car. So yes, make sure you send me information. So I was like, this is real. I love what he's doing, and I love thrillers. I love horror. So it really much caught my attention. 
So I said, okay, well, you know what, Phil, let's get you on the show. But y'all, so he sent me this bio. I was like, well, damn, who am I meeting today? This guy is so distinguished. Elite. So, uh, okay, accomplished, but Aurelia, come on, dog. He's an alpha man. Like, we, we know this. We know this already, right? Elite. All right, so a little top bit about... Top tier. Top tier, yes, sis. <laughs> so a little bit about Philip. Just I'm going to do a, cu- a few highlights because the brother is loaded, okay? So he is a biography engineer. He's an inventor. He's a writer. He's a screenwriter. Okay, he was awarded, which I thought this was super duper cool. He was awarded a United States patent on something that he created. Okay, bio uh, biochemics. Biomechanics. Biomechanics. See, look, that's that fancy stuff. So it's like you got a brother that has all these things in regards to engineering and invention, but who's also a writer, a screenwriter, and he's like talking about deep stuff. I was like, talk about well-rounded. So I need everybody to give a round of applause for Mr. Phil Gilliam. (laughs) Thank you. And I'm so glad to be on the show. Thank you, Randy, for inviting me on. I just uh, couldn't wait to let you know everything you wanted to know about Black Leather Apron. Okay, so let's let's get right into it. So, um, first of all, before we get into Black Leather, how did you get into going from engineering and inventing to being a screenwriter and an author? Well, basically, I've been like a crime buff my whole life. Uh, I, you know, I always paid attention to the you know, the old movies from the 40s and the 50s with, like, Humphrey Bogart and James Cagney and, you know, those guys, Edward G. Robinson and those guys. I used to check out all those films, even some of the ones with uh, Brando, oh. you know, like On the Waterfront and that kind of stuff okay. like that. But I follow those kind of films all the way up to, you know, now. I mean, I checked out films like uh, Chinatown yep. and The Godfather and, you know, Classics. films like The Bone Collector. Yes, and they got new ones. that's one of Aurelia's mm-hmm. movies. That's right. And they got newer ones now, like, you know, Devil in a Blue Dress, yeah. uh, I need Black to check Dahlia, one and uh, even the one that the uh, Guillermo uh, uh, Torres just made. Um, I, I think it was called, uh, oh, my God, I can't think of the name of that film. But anyway, these films have been on forever, but they always have the same theme, a hard-nosed detective in most cases, a femme fatale that's leading them down the garden path, leading them astray, and some case that there's no chance that he can figure out, but somehow, some way, he finds a way to do it, you know? He, he, he overcomes all the obstacles, he, you know gets past all the danger folks trying to knock him off and he always comes up in the end you know put you know taking taking the case and, and making sure that he figures it out and bringing people to justice just so like this that. is specifically about the character in the black leather apron that's it. what is the character's name the the uh, the, the, the detective the, the detective in this book is named John Talion and the uh, it's basically a um, it's a hard-nosed crime story. John Talion uh, chasing a serial killer through the streets of Baltimore, uh, trying to stop him uh, when he looks like he's pretty much unstoppable. Okay, all right. Look, that's a quick tease, but I'm actually have him read the synopsis on the back. You know, he said, let me read it if you want to see how it's really done. I said, oh, you better go ahead, professional. So I'm going to go ahead and let him do it. So give us one second. Okay, uh, I usually start my reading with a little poem, just to get you going. Okay, poetry. And here it goes. Black Leather Apron. I know indeed what evil I intend to do. But stronger than all my afterthoughts is my fury. 
a fury that brings upon mortals the greatest evils. And that's Euripides of Medea. And now, the synopsis. John Talion, ex-homicide detective turned down on his luck private eye, stumbles upon the grisly murder of Sharon Bowling, the daughter of one of Baltimore's most prominent and connected families. He's manipulated in to privately assist in solving the murder by the victim's recently widowed sister, Samantha Bowling. Reluctant at first, Talion has no choice but to accept the $15,000 Samantha offers for his assistance, unsure if he's being paid to catch or kill the murderer. Immersed in his own lust, Samantha's stunning beauty and base sensuality, Talion wants to solve the case as much as he wants to bend her over. The initial murder turns into two, then three, all equipped with the same gruesome signature and cryptic messages. Talion finds a possible connection in a book entitled The Mind of Jack the Ripper. Then everything starts to make perfect sense. What follows is a suffocating tale of murder, greed, lust, revenge and insanity with the ultimate motive being orchestrated from an unlikely source for reasons as diabolical as the method in which it was executed. Black leather apron. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yes! Look at that music. And this is why he needed to read it, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. because that, that tone, that inflection... <sighs> Yes. Okay, so pretty much a pretty girl got detective all messed up. Oh, you don't yeah. know if he's killing a cat. All twisted, all twisted up, and and the main thing is the the serial killer is almost unstoppable. I mean his his physical strength is only surpassed by his need to kill and kill and kill. Like Jason or yeah, absolutely. Like Myers. I thought it's talking about OJ. Yeah. Oh my God! Don't do OJ. No, no. He has he has absolutely no kind of respect for human life. The detective? Uh, no, oh, no, the killer, the, the murderer. The killer, and he's been sent on this mission by an unlikely source. So I'll just leave it like that. Oh my gosh, this is exciting. <laughs> so where did the inspiration come to write that? Besides any your influences, but it's something like you know my personal habit. Well, know. I mean, I just love these stories. I just okay. love these, and I know I've watched so many of them. Yeah. And you know some of the elements, some of the characters, they're different. But this is sort of like a hard-nosed crime story. It is not for children. Okay, y'all hear that? B-E-B, black, educated, and broke out of here. Rated PG-13 or rated R? No, this might be R because it's an erotic (laughs) crime story. It's not gratuitous sex. That's why I say erotica, yeah. It's not gratuitous violence. But there's some serious sex and some serious <laughs> violence. <laughs> serious sex. <laughs> this is in Baltimore. Are you from Baltimore? No, you from no I, 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 uh, I went to school there at Morgan State University. Yeah. But I, I'm from Norfolk, Virginia. But I went, you know, I went to school there, and I, you know, I went to work there right after I got out of college. But the main thing is, uh, the inspiration was basically um, there's an area in Baltimore called Fells Point. If you ever been down there, uh, and it looks 
remarkably like Whitechapel in London when Jack the Ripper was walking through the streets, you know, slicing people up. Because oh, <laughs> it's got the cobblestone streets, oh, yeah. those small alleyways, yeah. the dark alleyways. The whole you know, vibe. The whole vibe is just like, you know, London almost. So I was, you know, I, I, I wanted to write a story about the Ripper, but then I went, you know, down there, because you know, I'm from, the, you know, I lived there a long time. I just looked at those and I found, you know, because I, I did some, I did my research. I went and looked at, uh, you know, the actual crimes of Jack the Ripper and the places where he did it. And I actually found locations in Baltimore that really looked, some of those alleys, they look almost just like it. I'm like, you have got to be kidding you know, so so I'm like, yeah, I gotta write this. It fitted, per- it fits perfectly. So, you know, the story is based there, um, and you know, we're looking, we're looking to get three point six million dollars. Got this. Come on, yeah. Well, that's never wanna, you never wanna stop without asking for the money because no, you figured, you figured that's the only thing clear. that they understand. The you know, black educated and broke, we're not staying here, okay? So you're <laughs> this three point six million, okay? Yeah, it's 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 a three point six million dollar film. It's that's pretty much low budget for Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I put the whole package, uh, you know, I put the whole package together. You know, you got your your one page, which is an explanation of what the whole thing is about. So if somebody's going to be able to read this what they say it's an elevator pitch where you can convince somebody on a ride down in the elevator to fund your film so that's That's the one pitch uh the one page then you got the pitch deck which is longer it tells you everything you think about the film you know what the feel is you know what your wish list of actors are what your wish list of directors executive producers comparables and what's a comparable comparable is like well the film's sort of like this it's sort of like you know, a film uh, like uh, The Bone Collector. It's sort of like Body Heat. You know, it's sort of like Devil in a Blue Dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basic Instinct, like that. Yeah, Those are the comparables the that you give of the, them. Of the film. Exactly. So when they see it, they know, all right, well, this is this kind of film. It's yeah. noir, but it's got this kind of, yeah. you know, it's got this kind of toughness to it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's one thing. The pitch deck is one thing. The synopsis is what I read for you guys, but you have to give them more. You have to give them a treatment, which is a short. Uh, synop- you know, a short reading in the ho- of yeah. the whole screenplay. Now, the screenplay is 129 pages, but the treatment might be 36 pages. Mm-hmm. But you tell them everything that happened. Yeah. So if somebody doesn't want to take the time to like read... Like a Cliff Notes version. Exa- exactly. Yeah. So if they don't want to take the time to actually read the screenplay, and they have to at some point, they can read, you know, the pitch, they can read the pitch, the, uh, the treatment and get the whole feel for the, for the film. Now, you have to give them a budget and it's not just giving them a budget but you have to sync the budget with the actual screenplay so you better sync. know what you're talking about absolutely that's right. Right that's you just right. can't say mm-hmm. this is how much money I want and it's- can we just say these pages is laminated honey <laughs> like who is laminating that's how you know this is a serious man <laughs> a serious dollar cause who's laminating Laminating is serious. It's a sign sealed delivered. (laughs) Yeah, so so you gotta sync up the budget with every scene in the film. You have to sync up the budget with every uh, time a particular actor is brought on film. So you got every dollar accounted for. So that's that's, ready. And that's the way that they look at it because they're gonna be looking for that. If you can't tell them that, then you ain't serious. No, you're another dreamer. Serious as a laminated page. Because what they (laughs) don't want, what they don't want is for you to just say, Well, you I got a great idea. Yeah. They don't want an idea. They really do not want an idea. They don't want to do your job. Yes. They want you to do your job. Yep. 
they want to do as little as they possibly can with as much as you have to get all the money you want. You know and in this case, it's $3.6 million. Pew, pew. <laughs> Take that over there to Tyler Perry. Yeah. Yeah. Tell him you can do Detective Medea. You know what the you know what the problem is with trying to get to Tyler and those type like you know Tyler or Regina King or trying to get the spike the food chain no yeah. it's like you've got so many gatekeepers people mm-hmm. whose job it is to make sure, to make sure, you get to it make sure that you don't get in contact with them I'm like well mm-hmm. you know what is that about how do you know how many they're good trying ideas to get you- in and get in get there that's why people are trying well, to work or them. because you know for having the opportunity to work on Tyler Perry said mm-hmm. a few times I just think that it's so many people with so many dreams and so many mm-hmm. and it's just like you need so you do need a gatekeeper kind of filter Correct. who's really real who's not real who got funding who need funding but it, it, it could be a more you know maybe more seamless way of doing that for those to find who's real, who's not real. Exactly, exactly. Because I'd love to talk to him. Yeah. See, if I got five minutes with him, I can show him I got everything except the money. So the only thing yeah. that you can tell me is, that, well, we just okay. don't want to give it to you. And, and like no you reason, said, you I never know you who's who. You never know who may get the opportunity to be there and be like, oh, I met this great man what? here. It's literally connections. There's so many people that's there and you never know who's who. And it's like, well, there is this guy with this that's about his business. I know it's literally who you know and who can get you. You're exactly right. You know, right. and Kyle mm-hmm. actually taught us it's not really so much of who you know, it's who know you. Yes. So just because you think you know them, but do they know you? Can yeah. they mm-hmm. vouch for you? Yeah. So that's what I've been exactly. taught. No, it's about who exactly. knows you. Because if they don't, if they don't, if they're not going to, if they're not going to vouch for you like the mob does, yeah. you know, I'm vouching for them, mm-hmm. then it doesn't really mean anything. And, you know, you can have a whole lot of good meetings with people, but the meeting doesn't really mean anything. What matters is yes. what they do afterwards. Come on. And the, the, the one thing I wanted to make sure that people know is it's real sexy. Yeah, you say, say like, you, you wanna, say hard sex. Yeah, something. I mean, it's real sexy to say you want to do a movie. Serious. Serious sex, excuse me. You know what I mean? It's real sexy to say, yeah, I want to do a movie, it's but like, that oh, ain't the point. The point is, can you do a film? Can you do a, 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 a film noir, and can we get paid for it? Do you have all the elements and the distribution? Because nobody want nobody's gonna you know just pay for you to make a movie if they can't distribute it Fast. worldwide Fast. and get paid. Because that's Best the point. Investors gotta get they gotta get paid back. That's right. Because they're not they're not buying a writer. They're yeah. buying a result. Marketing one on one. Phil knows. Okay, so Bill, like, so we're gonna speak into existence. This mm-hmm. is gonna become a film. Thank you. You're gonna get that funding plus more, and in the process of that manifesting for you, how can we get the copy of the book? How oh, can we read the book? Well, I mean, I got for our know. listeners. They want to get some. They want to go get okay. a copy. You can get it from me from my website. It's pgilliam.com. That's p g i l l i a m dot com. And I would ask that it's also available on Barnes and Noble and and, and you know Amazon. But I'm going to ask you not to buy it from Amazon. Because okay. if you buy it from Amazon, percentage. you're giving all of my royalties to mm. Jeff Bezos, mm. who's the richest man in the world. He don't need the money. <laughs> okay. I do. Let's put it in our people's for <laughs> us, by us. If you can feel me. Period. Yeah. And I got a couple of copies with me and a few more outside. How, but, how much are they on your website? Uh, they're $19.99. Oh, y'all can do $20 yeah. to support this black man and this amazing and, trilogy coming. And you can get the first five pages for free on the website oh. under the excerpt tab. And all you're going to need to do is read the first That's page it. to get I the believe hook. he gave you a little bit of sauce. He's like, I'm going to get my credit card and pay this little $19.99 real quick. 
All right, so pgilliam.com. Com, get your signed copy. Oh, see, listen, listen. This brother, listen. He, we heard him first. He's about to blow up. You better get okay. these, uh, this autograph, this signed copy before you look. Oh, my God, I got to okay. Where's the Katrina? Can you get filled? No. Before no you have you to go through the gatekeepers. <laughs> You're going to have to go through them gatekeepers. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I love it. But tell us so outside. How can we follow you? We got your website. How can we follow you? Well, I mean, you know, you got you got the website. I'm, you know, I, oh my God! I, no, no, no! I got I got the you know. <laughs> Don't you tell me I got no social media. I do. I okay, mean, yes. You can you can get me on Facebook. You can get me on uh, Instagram, but I don't use the Instagram like I ought to. I got to do better at that. He's going to change that. Yeah, I, I hear that. I got to do way better at that because I'm why he I'm hires kind of us, old school hires guy. Young kids, you know. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of an old school guy, but you can definitely get get to me on Facebook. You can you can get to me on the website. Uh, all of my contact information is on the website. Uh, again, it's pgilliam.com. <laughs> P-G-I-L-L-I-A-M.com. Uh, and you can get, uh, there's a short film on there. It's a little mean-spirited. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. Warning. warning. Yeah, yeah. Mean-spirited, it's, it's like a, dark, like. Yeah, it's a little mean-spirited. Well, you talking about crime stuff and yeah, all that. Yeah, it, so. it, it's it's not love and kisses. It's, it's okay. kind of mean-spirited. Well, that's how the world is sometimes, so <laughs> they ain't that sweet. But it's all fiction. Nobody dies. Fiction. <laughs> it's all fiction. Okay. So, guys, we got to make sure we tap in pgilliam.com. All his information. Get the book, Black Leather Apron. That already sound like some. SNS type of stuff, right? You know, <laughs> sexiness. Um, but yeah, go ahead and check it out on his website, 1999. Go support it. It's going to be on our website, Black Educated and Broke. We'll have a link there so you can make sure you go ahead and support. Reach your little five copies for free just to get a little tease and then go ahead and get it for real, okay? So we want to thank you so much. Thank you. For being on the show, this wonderful alpha man that does a million and one things. But he's about to be the next, you know, bigger than Tyler Perry. We got, look, how about that? Mm, I said that. What you doing? All right, he's stepping with All we asked for is a little kickback. Absolutely. Yes, come on. Ron is always going to make sure he gets some type of percentage from anything, okay? I'm looking to help anybody that helps me. Come on, scratch yours, I scratch yours. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, When we get back, we got some more of Black Educated and Broke, so keep it locked right here. Back in the Stewie. What's good, Kings and Queens? Your boy Ron and Black Educated and Broke is back with a brand new season, and I'm back with a brand new update about our friends at the Green Toad Hemp Farm. The Green Toad Hemp Farm now has a brand new location right here in ATL, 825 McDaniel Street, Atlanta, Georgia, 30310. And I got a brand new promo code for you to use, BEBATL2020, and you'll get 10% off. You can order on thegreentoadhempfarm.com, or you can go by that new location. The Green Toad Hemp Farm is the absolute best in all CBD products. They have smokable hemp flower, health and wellness, edibles, vapes. They even have products for pets. The Green Toe Hemp Farm will make sure that your CBD experiences, well, you know the rest. Hey, say, man, somebody told me y'all ain't been watching the YouTube channel. It's not that hard. All you got to do is type in Black Educated and Broke in the search bar. You can listen to it while you driving, while you working out, whatever, while you doing homework, school papers, whatever, man. Just cut it on and listen and explore, expand your mind. We want to thank you all so much for listening to Black Educated and Broke. We hope you guys enjoyed this show. Thank you again to Phil. We appreciate you. Thank you again to Mike for capturing the video. Guys, make sure you head over to YouTube like Ashley said so that you can go ahead and see what we got going on from this show. And next week's show is going to be even bigger and even better. We're going to have Marlina. Simmons come on the show. He's a motivational speaker who has sass or passing all 
standards. Okay, so we're going to have her next week, so make sure you come back. Follow us on social at Black Educated and Broke, on Facebook and Instagram, and on Twitter at BEB Podcast underscore ATL. See you guys next week.